Hey, welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. On our on today, and we have Trevor as well to recap the Qatar Grand Prix. An interesting one, a uh, sprint weekend that uh, ended up with uh, the coronation of Max Verstappen as the world champion during a safety car. And uh, uh, an interesting race on, on Sunday uh, with new rules coming in Saturday night to to enforce some tire rules that uh, kind of dictated what everybody could do. But without getting too deep into that, uh, Trevor, how did you like this weekend overall? Uh, overall, it was an interesting weekend. The sprint weekends always give us a lot of F1 to watch and a lot of a lot of action to, to tune into. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I, I enjoy the sprint weekends. Um, sometimes it's kind of, like we mentioned before, a lot to keep track of what happened when, but um, it's a lot of action and, uh, and that's always nice. Yeah, what was, your, uh, what was your number one greatest moment of the entire weekend, really? The lot that happened was like the one thing you remember and just like, that was cool. Um, I don't know about it being super cool but very interesting i thought the turn one incident between the uh the two mercedes um in the grand prix was uh was a pretty interesting moment yeah what, 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 what made it what, what made it interesting though um because they mercedes as a team had a chance to get like really good results in the race they were uh russell started on the front row hamilton Started on the second row, got a great launch. They were, uh, you know, both in the top three, kind of um, going three wide into into that turn. And, you know, um, so basically, you know, it could have been, if they avoided that incident, it could have been a great result for Mercedes. Um, but, but because of the incident, they just end up with uh, Hamilton out of the race and Russell finishing off the podium on a weekend where he definitely... Could have made the podium. I mean, he's still almost it. Well, he was a bit behind, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting race. Russell did a good job salvaging what he could out of it, but um, you know, it really set them set them back and uh, kind of paved the way for the McLaren uh, double podium. You really recapped the Mercedes race already, so that's good. That saves us a little bit of time here. Cool. Um... <laughs> Uh, well, you yeah, asked why I thought it was interesting. I thought it changed yeah. the dynamic of their race. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of wanted to elaborate. Yep, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I think on my end, it was the Piastri performance this weekend. Actually, it was it was a wonderful performance from, from the rookie. Showed up, didn't hesitate. It's a track he didn't even race at before. Uh, a lot of the other drivers had the 2021 season to look back at. Uh, first time here, it was a little bit off off the pace at the beginning in FP1, but was able to put it, you know, on pole, I think, Saturday, right, for the for the sprint shootout and kind of converted that into a win. Beat came from P6 on Sunday, took P2 on his very strong teammate, you know, gets his first race win. Um, it's not it's not like a GP Sunday win, but it's a, it's a start-to-finish race, right, uh, even if it was a short one. He was able to to kind of com- control a race and took it to the end, and I thought that was that was exciting to watch. Kind of put a post out there, um, just to congratulate congratulate him. It's like the first of many, I hope. Uh, and 
he's doing well. As a rookie, that's what you want to see. And uh, so it was great to see Piastri pick up a, a a medal. I think it was a medal for, for Saturday, right? You think it, you don't think you're right, yeah. Yeah, so that was cool to see. But anyways, uh, apart from that, we can start from the top. The man of the hour, Max Verstappen, finished P2 on Saturday and uh, bagged a ton of points on Sunday, controlled the race, uh, and uh, got the victory. Didn't see a lot of him other than, you know, GP telling him to push a bit more at some point. Other than that, I think he uh, he managed to pace and delivered as usual uh, what we would expect from Max in the Red Bull. Yeah, I would agree. He, uh, you know, pretty in terms of the broadcast, a pretty quiet race for Max, but, um, you know, kind of just was out in front the whole time and even picked up the fastest lap. So. I was kind of, I was kind of shocked to see him sit down at the end of the race. I was like, you were basically in clean air, but it goes to show you that whether you're in clean air or not, this race was one that was physically challenging. So it was interesting to see him just sit around on Sunday and sit on the floor in the cool down room along with Fiasco. It was just one of those moments you're like, Ooh, it got Max as well, huh? So yeah, it didn't seem to really get Norris too bad. He looked. Uh... Pretty normal in the cool down yeah. room. Yeah, that he was, was the that only was... one not sitting on the floor. And he, uh, he, you could argue, was uh, kind of pushing the hardest throughout the race because he had to make up for uh, for a pretty poor qualifying. Um, on uh, yeah. when he kept getting lap times deleted, ended up starting mm-hmm. 10th. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see. He was uh, looked pretty resilient in the cool down room. The other yeah, two he were. Looked- Laying all he over the fresh. Floor. Everybody, yeah. he was he was kind of questioning why they were all sitting around. <laughs> he and, really seems mm-hmm. to be, yeah, yeah. So it was it was an interesting one to see, but uh, yeah, good for good good for him to to be in better shape. But these a lot of drivers could can't say that really after the punishment they all got on on Sunday. Um, number two, George Russell. No, Piastri came in too. I think we covered. That a little bit. Uh, anything else you want to add on Piastri and Norris's race that I probably? I mean, both McLarens, but uh, Piastri has been really impressive. Um, now that you know both McLarens have the same package, there was a few weekends there where Norris, uh, Norris was like outperforming him quite a bit, and uh, kind of made me a little bit unsure. But um, yeah, to see him kind of win the sprint race and have a, a really strong race on uh, on Sunday as well, finishing second. Um, he's uh, he's the real deal. And it seems like the McLarens are, are back. They, I thought they looked the worst in the first race of the season, and now it looks like they're pretty clearly the second fastest car. So, um, yeah. yeah, good for them and uh, the progress that they've made. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I would suspect P2, P3 will fluctuate a little bit depending on the track. Uh, these last two tracks were basically medium to high-speed corners, which favors that concept. And the the the, the, the McLaren car a little bit more than the Ferrari and the Mercedes. So I think it, it could be a close battle uh, depending on where we end up in the next couple of races. But all in all, those last these last two races were by far uh, the most competitive race car um, there were there were a second out there. Uh, it was tough to see the comeback from how do you call him? Russell was really impressive. Would have been interesting to see how he would have done if he didn't have to box and 
charge through the field and go through the traffic, how his race pace would have compared. I think he was he was up there as well and could have been an interesting battle with the McLaren if he was allowed to to not if he if he didn't crash in turn one really, basically. That's kind of Yeah, because he had to pit early, he was kind of off cycle with, with the rest of the people he was racing in terms of pit stops. Mm-hmm. Um so it was kind of he did four pit stops, everybody did three really, so was interesting yeah but mm-hmm. um yeah i think the the mandatory pit stops really kind of kind of set him back a little bit um rather he wasn't really able to put on a harder tire and try to run long after the incident to, mm-hmm. to kind of make up for it and get back on the same sort of like pit schedule as as the people he's racing yeah, that 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 was interesting. But hey, that's what happens these these races. You never know what cards you're gonna get dealt. Uh, you just gotta make the best out of it. I was surprised that he went back on that those soft at the end. Maybe that was the those were the only tires left for him. Uh, maybe he could have gone back to that first tire he used to start the race. Um, but yeah, he went back on the soft, and it's just degradation was terrible and. You could see Leclerc catching up to him pretty pretty quickly at the end there, but uh, he was able to kind of bring it home and and back some uh, well-deserved points um, there. Speaking of uh, Leclerc, interesting race though. I didn't hear a lot of the a lot from him. He had a few. He had track infringements on Saturday, cost him some positions at the end, but on Sunday it was just he did his race. Wasn't pushing too hard for the longest part, but near the end when Norris came on the radio and was just like, hey, guys, these tires, we should really just send it, you know, really go flat out. I think he picked it up a little bit there and uh, was able to, to come in P5. I think that was basically the best the Ferrari could do, but I don't know. What's your take on Leclerc's race? Did you follow him that much? Um, Yeah, I mean, not not a whole lot to to really mention. Um, he's kind of started fifth and, and finished fifth, um, wasn't really anything spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, not, not really much to add. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, very quiet and quiet race alone there. Um, Alonzo though, uh, was all slightly all over the place at some point, at certain points during the race, mentioning he was getting fried in the rear and then like going off track at some point. He asked them water. to dump water on him. Yeah, it was, <laughs> goes to show you how tough it was out there to hear Alonzo come and collected, you know, you know, begging for 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 water or for it to be to be cooled down was is tough, and him making slight mistakes and stuff like that. Just yeah, that I think his race was very challenging in 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 terms of physicality and and uh, um, car condition. But yeah, but he did well. He did much better than his teammate, for sure, this weekend. Uh, yeah, Ocon. Ocon. Ocon uh, had a tough race, I guess. He uh, mentioned first part of the race, lap fifteen, sixteen. Uh, he pulled a he pulled a little how do you call it Weber. Um, <laughs> had a little puking session going on in the in the cockpit. Just it was brutal. Like we can go through the entire field and talk about everybody's pain out there. Which shouldn't have been the condition, right? I think the FIA came out with a note today to kind of reevaluate how you race. 
of in other wish conditions you're allowed to race going forward. Yeah, this was pushing it. This was really pushing it. A lot of drivers were, their social media after the race was just like, please save me. Please never this again. Let's not do it again. So Ocon was one of those. Uh, he had a smile on his face, looked back at it in a positive way, but really it was it was tough. Ocon, you know, really tough race, was able to salvage uh, what he could after a very tough, tough condition, barely survived, but didn't make a lot of mistakes. And secured uh, a lot of points for his team. I think P6 was uh, where he ended the race. Uh, so good job on him for that and good job for Alpine for, for delivering. Next six, up. Uh, six points. Yeah, he finished the race P7 behind P7. Alonso. Yeah, Alonso was P6, Esteban P7. Uh, the yeah. next two guys, uh, super impressed by them though. Uh, that three both us and Joe won you. Um, Really good job. I think it benefited from Sergio and Lonstros, uh and Pierre Gasly's extracurricular activity across the lines there. Not to mention um, Hamilton's early retirement. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's true too. That's a factor that kind of helped us too. But yeah, they did well. Didn't make any mistakes or make less mistakes than everybody around them and, and delivered and uh, scored some very valuable points. I think they're P7 now in the constructor or P8. They're in P8. They, they were in P9. They moved ahead of Haas. They scored uh, six points, and now they're four points ahead of Haas. Oh, nice, nice. How, yeah, it opens up the battle for uh, 7, 8, 9 in, in, in the constructors for the last five races. So love to see that. Love to see teams, like, extracting everything they can out of their equipment, and sometimes you just got to have a clean race and, you can get lucky. So that was kind of the story here for the two Alfa Romeo guys. Good race. They survived. They didn't look too beat up, did they? No, yeah, Compared they looked the all other, right. Yeah, they looked pretty well. So good stuff. Good good conditioning. I guess it's a voucher with all his sauna days. I guess it paid out today. Yeah, um, he was used to it. <laughs> Next up, uh, Sergio Perez. P10. Scored a point, though. Uh, but I was actually expecting him to come in P2 um, this race, but this wasn't that wasn't the case. Um, started off on the back foot. Where did he start the race again? Uh, third. Oh, he started in the pit lane, but he qualified uh, yeah. 13th. Or maybe yeah, 12. So like, yeah, that's true. He he qualified 13th, made some changes to the car after. after yeah, I think he got he got into a carnage on Saturday that forced him to just changed more parts and stuck him on. Yeah, that's true. And then the race, it was just all over the place for, for, for uh, Sergio, really. Just, I, I, I just, I was just baffled by. How many times did he get tracks limits penalties? So he had 15 seconds, right? So he did. three times? He had seven. Yeah, but he was penalized three times? Yeah, three times. (laughs) That's a lot. That's insane. Yeah, it was was quite, I just kept, see him come up in the data just uh, another one for Paris another one for Paris I mean he serves with if he was like 15 seconds would have put him into eighth place so like that was a costly 15 seconds it cost yeah him but like three three track positions in in a red bull where your teammate is long gone away from and the second fastest car is five to ten seconds behind like 
do you have any business in being V10? Like, yeah, I know it's a it's a broken record, right? Like, I I shouldn't be talking about this anymore, but it it yeah. is what it is. Like, there's nothing else to talk about with Paris, really. It's just let's end this season, um, and let's come back and try again next year with so an RB20. Both McLarens were within six seconds of Max, and Perez yeah. Perez finished eighty seconds behind Max. Yeah, after all the penalties, right? He was seventy after all 80, the penalties. Eighty point one. Yeah, eighty point one seconds behind. Brutal. But even without yeah. the penalties, even if you discount the penalties, that's still more than a minute behind Max. Yeah. Yeah, well he was in traffic and just couldn't get by, so it's tough. That's yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, George Russell was in traffic too, so had to pit from the from, from the back. You know, him and George battled at George some Russell and... came from behind Perez. Yeah, it's a, got past the and ended up finishing fourth. Perez just wasn't really making his way up the the no. grid at all. It's unfortunate, though. But I, I hope maybe this track doesn't suit him. Maybe the conditions were too much. Uh, but you know, hopefully, hopefully he can pick it up. We uh, just want Checo to do better. It's just tough to see a guy in a car that's like just this good you would you, you you're like guy come on man like this is a waste this is a waste really a waste but you can do better he, he's shown that he could not he could do way better than this so i think it's just he's going to a period and he just needs to rebound and and come back fighting again so I'm hopefully sure we'll hopefully he can rebound by the the mexico gp that's at the end of the month uh, we got Amen. we got austin first and then Mm-hmm. And going to Mexico, so it would be nice to see a, a competitive Checo when we're at the Mexico Grand Prix. I I do hope so because the fans are will come out to see him and to support him. So it'd be good for him to uh, have a clean session, a clean weekend, not just a session. We want an entire weekend where he's just there putting it second, you know, securing that P two in the constructor. This is this was an opportunity for him to back points and just step away from 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 Lewis Hamilton that's chasing him down. Lewis was out. Lap one. Checo could have scored more points and just cemented that P two in the constructor, but he still, still he a, still increased his lead over Hamilton. Yeah, one point. <laughs> By one lot. point. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh next gentleman just misses out a little bit. Really had a tough race, a tough weekend overall. Um his teammate is extracting everything he can from the car, but just not just not connecting. The dots aren't connecting for Lance Stroll this year or the second half of this year and uh, struggling. Um, altercation with his teammate, just frustration, really. And in a sport where you need to be level-headed and cool and composed, like being frustrated doesn't really help you. Um, and we've, we've seen a lot of that recently, and hopefully he can... Uh, I don't know what I can tell by Strowman. I'm trying to find kind words here, but uh, yeah, what can we say? He'll bounce back. He has plenty of time to do so. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's kind of it is kind of strange. He he was uh, you know putting in much better results earlier in the season, but it's been like he's rarely in Q3 nowadays, and uh, you know struggling to score points out in Q1. Yeah, he lately has just been going out in Q1, but um, yeah, and just struggling to score points. So it's while his teammates putting in 
you know, pretty good results. His teammate's fourth in the in the drivers championship right now. Um, he's sitting down in tenth. So it's kind of strange. It's hard to kind of I don't know. Is there something going on there, or or what? What do you think it is? I think it's mental. This sport, it's more mental than anything. Like you're you're your own worst enemy. If you think you can't, you won't be able to. Like you got you got to be confident. You got to be riding that wave where you think like anything you do will work. You take risk. You know, you push the car. You're not afraid. And, you know, and it's it it just all connects. You know, like Max. Max is not worried when he's in the car. Yeah, and then uh, up next, P13, Alex Albon, uh, he did his best with what he had. Just the car wasn't hooked up here this weekend. He struggled a little bit with dehydration as well. Uh, did, had a few track limits under his name. Uh, his teammate didn't felt didn't, didn't didn't do any better. Had to had to DNF. Um, so Williams just did the best they can on Saturday. Got some points out of Saturday. Two points. So they just they just weren't competitive, and the conditions were hard for for them. Any other? Any other things you've noticed on on the in terms of the Williams performance? No, I mean this seemed to just be one of the circuits where Williams just wasn't too strong. Um, they, uh, you know, qualified. Well, I mean, Sargent had his, I think, maybe best qualifying of the year. He almost got out of the Q3, out of Q one. Yeah, Q one, but Albon ended up knocking him out at the very end. Um, but. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't really remember much of Williams this weekend. Poor Carlos Sainz never got a chance to start. Fuel issue. Uh, kind of nipped his race in the bud. But uh, fastest lap. Max Verstappen, fastest pit stop. McLaren. That was a nice one to watch. 1.8, I guess. I was, yeah. yeah I, I didn't 8. think you could do that. How can you do 1.8? That's the fastest there's been with these cars, yeah, with these uh, size wheels. But yeah, so that was it. GP rating, I think it was a very confusing race. I think it was one. I'll give it a six or seven. Um, just it was it was a cool track. We see we saw people push the entirety of the race. Uh, I just think the weekend was ruined basically f- with that rule that enforced tires because everybody was prepared use their tires thinking about a business as usual weekend where you know you you had you you could you could decide how long you went on each stint and to be told saturday night that you were basically forced to to take three stops just boxed everybody in into one strategy really so i think that for me ruined the entirety of the weekend we strategy wasn't 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 a thing anymore it was more like all right, you do the stints you can on your tires and try to go as fast as you can. Um, and just having all these drivers pass out also just just left a sour taste in my mouth overall. So, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, six to seven for me. I would agree with you. On the lower end, though, I'd say probably a six. Um, I, I thought the rule about mandatory pit stops kind of ruined uh, a lot of aspects of the Grand Prix. For example, cars that or faster cars, but starting out of position, didn't have the option to put on a set of hards and try to go long and, uh, you know, gain gain a bunch of track time when they're in free air after everybody pits. 
yeah. um, that would have been beneficial for Perez. It would have ended up being mm-hmm. beneficial for Russell as well. Um, coming back, um, I think he would have had a more realistic chance at a podium if you know he could do whatever he wanted with his tire strategy rather than be limited into having only a certain number of laps you can do before you have to get a new set of tires. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it kind of made the race mo- a little more boring, um, kind of processional in just, a way. Everybody's yeah, on the you were just lap. waiting. Like the entirety of the race, I was just checking who needs to pit next. Like that was the only thing I was looking in the data. I was like, okay, whose tires are due next? Like it was just one of them where you're just, you didn't care about the actions on track. You're like, who's due next to pit? Because that's what's defining whatever they do on track now. Yeah, and I think at one point it said, like, Piastri due to pit by lap 25. <laughs> like, lap 24, he just, like, circles around and does another lap. So it's like, well, I mean, he's it definitely going to pit here. Like, <laughs> it just no, kind of took the... No element of surprise. None. Yeah, that's true. And that's a lot of times uh, kind of uh, one of the exciting aspects of watching a Grand Prix is... You know, especially in that first stint, like when does somebody pull the trigger? Because then, you know, the people they're racing against are going to want to cover off the undercut. And you'll see a lot of people going into the pit at that point. Everybody's kind of got their own internal race going on. But um, yeah, here it was a little bit, a little bit boring when you kind of knew where everybody was going to pit. Yeah. It just boiled down to your your car's pace in general. Like, if you had a faster car, you are going to do well. Your race pace was better than others in general. You strategy didn't help. You you were be- you had a better car. You finish ahead of the second of the cars that are slower than you. Basically, and if you if you have an incident, you're like out of the hunt, like much more so than you are in yeah in other races. You, the The chances of recovering after an incident, like George Russell couldn't have really driven a better race after that no. incident and yeah. still like fourth like 30 some seconds behind the yeah. the podium was mm-hmm. was like the best he could do like yeah. i don't think that would have been the case if, if he could have run his own yeah. his own strategy but you know the that rules are the rules yeah yep it's uh indeed indeed it that was probably the 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 part of the weekend that was that was tough to swallow but it's over now. Next, we go to Austin. Another sprint weekend. Hopefully, the the uh, track track limit won't be an issue here. And uh, the I think the the curbs are kinder in Austin. So uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get a clean weekend and uh, some fun racing. Expecting the McLarens to be strong here, the Ferraris to be strong, and just that battle for P two would be good to watch. And uh, Max to pick up another podium and another win. So that's kind of story of story of F one twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's been going on every weekend so far, with the exception of just a couple. So Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Anything uh between now and uh and Austin, what are you be, what are you gonna get out into? Any racing yourself? Uh no, not quite. Just kinda Taking it easy. What about you? You gonna get some get some work on that new sim of yours? Oh, dude, I'll be I'll be simming every weekend now. This next weekend, I'll be on there the entirety of it. Getting ready for Austin. Probably do some laps. Getting quicker there at Austin. Go. Yeah, spend some time in the sim as well. We're fine tuning my setup for uh, online racing at Austin. So 
up spacing after that. But yeah, that's another story. It was great. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll catch up again in a couple weeks for Austin. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>